Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by a special guest on today's episode, Minnesota Vikings on-air talent, Tatum Everett. Tatum, thanks for joining. Hey, Bree. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to hear you this morning. I'm getting really, really excited about Monday. I can't believe it's already like the Wednesday after games. So really just just a few days away. Yes, it's coming up. And the Vikings are coming off of a big win against a divisional opponent, defeating the Chicago Bears 19-13 to in Week 6. Tatum, what are some of your biggest takeaways from that game? And how are the Vikings coming into this week's contest against the 49ers? The biggest takeaway for me is the defense. They, they, were stand, they stood out to me a lot in this last game. I think that they really won the game for this club because, you know, you really felt the absence of Justin Jefferson. This defense stepped up. They had a turnover. They had pressured Justin Fields the most of the NFL, which is pretty consistent for us. They blitzed Justin Fields 71.9% of the time. And just to put that in perspective, the NFL average is 26.3%. So there's a lot of different moving pieces in Brian Flores' defense. They really try to get to the quarterback and disrupt their rhythm, which was very successful. There were uh, Fields was hit on seven of his 14 passing plays in which he didn't scramble. So they like to get to the quarterback very, uh, very often. Um, they, they blitz 48% their average, which is just kind of unheard of, I think, a little bit. Uh, but, but that's kind of the thing to watch in this one. How much can the Vikings disrupt Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense? I think that's definitely something to watch. Uh, as far as the offense, I think, as I mentioned earlier, I think that you can really feel the absence of Justin Jefferson, especially on early downs. You know, the Vikings have been, we're in a lot of third and long situations and they weren't very good on third down. I think they were two of eight or something like that. So it, it was very evident that they could not keep drives going because Justin Jefferson played, he caught 80% of his catches on first and second down this year. So he was targeted very often on first and second down and then uses a decoy on third down. And so that's how the Vikings were able to put together maybe a more consistent offensive performance. But without Jefferson, they need to find a target or an offensive weapon to really step up in those early downs because they just haven't had the success offensively without their 
best weapon. I mean, you could even argue they built, and and really Kevin O'Connell has said, they built their offense around JJ. So without him, they really need people to step up and figure out what they can do. Yeah, definitely. And let's go back to that Vikings defense because the 49ers are going to go from the league's number one defense in Cleveland to another tough battle in Minnesota this Monday. The Vikings were able to get after the quarterback and attack the ball. A total of five sacks against the Bears, two interceptions, two forced fumbles, and then two recoveries. Tell us about the Vikings' philosophy on D and what the 49ers should expect this week. Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting to see the changes over the last couple of years because, or the last two seasons, when you had Kevin O'Connell's first defensive coordinator, Ed Donatel, they really weren't blitzing at all. It felt like they weren't getting any pressure on the quarterback. And now with this group, they have been able to get a little bit more pressure and blitz a lot more. Brian Flores, we knew he was going to be blitz happy, but he has definitely proven that and more. They use a lot of different people to to attack the quarterback. Daniil Hunter said this week that, or after the game against the Bears, that teams are going to watch us on film and know that we can send multiple players in the backfield to try and stop the the run game, try and disrupt the passing rhythm. And so it's just really interesting to see multiple players get in there. Um, There are a lot of safeties. They rely on their safeties to play in multiple spots. Sometimes they look like they're playing linebacker, but they play in nickel and dime packages. The, uh, the, The one thing of note, though, is Marcus Davenport, one of the Vikings' big defensive uh, free agency hires this offseason. He is just got put on IR today. So he will be on IR for obviously minimum next four weeks. So he will not be in Monday's game. And that was a big, big thing because teams weren't keying as much on Daniil Hunter as they can when Marcus Davenport's in there. And so right now we're going to have some younger defensive ends that are going to try and step up. Obviously, Daniil Hunter is more of an outside linebacker, both of those. But but, but the way that this team is built, it's not like a really true defensive line. So they rely on a lot of their linebackers and safety blitzes, cornerback blitzes, and things like that. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of movement. They're going to try and confuse Brock Purdy pretty often, knowing that he is more of a, you know, in his second year. So I think that's what they're going to try and do as far as disguising their looks and sending a multitude of players his way. Yeah. And talking defensive player that San Francisco's offensive line will have to game plan for is Daniel Hunter currently tied for the NFL lead with eight sacks. What's his season been like and how does his presence really impact the game? Yeah. I mean, I think the defense, if we're talking about stars of the offense and JJ, I think Daniel's really the anchor for that defense. Um, You know, He's been here for a long time. He is just so athletically gifted and can just get past. I mean, he gets double teamed pretty often, and I'm sure that's what San Francisco will try to do. But he is just someone that the defense always or the offense has to always account for. He's had a great season. He had a good season last year, but honestly, like his sack total is up uh, almost double by this time that uh, this time last season. You know, I think he ended with double-digit sacks last year, and he's really knocking on the doorstep of that halfway through the season. So I think that he's definitely someone you have to account for, very, very smart player, and really leads this team on that side of the ball. Well, across the ball is the 49ers offense, and there are some question marks surrounding a few key playmakers and their status for this week's game, including running back Christian McCaffrey and wide receiver Debo Samuel. But Tatum, what are your initial thoughts on San Francisco's offensive unit? I think it's one of the best in the league. They prove that 
day in and day out. Brock Purdy has become so much more confident in this offense in year two. Um, I do think that the Cleveland game was quite interesting to watch, and I'm pretty sure the Vikings are diving deep into that. I, I think the Browns has more, you know, depth of talent um, uh, at, at certain positions, but I do think that that's a good game plan to kind of watch and go off of because it's really one of the only teams that kind of has gotten to Brock Purdy, right? Um one of my favorite 49ers is Brandon Ayuk. I think he's having such a great season, and I like his uh, ability to be just that consistent guy who always catches the ball. Um, but I, I don't know with that without a Christian McCaffrey or a Debo Samuel, it definitely, you know, it's kind of the same thing we're dealing with offensively, right? Like the stars are not there, and so you have to kind of get guys to step up and and prepare. And luckily for these teams, they have an extra day to do so. Yeah, and the Vikings will have some big-time playmakers in the spotlight for Monday Night Football. And although this matchup won't be taking place on the National Titans Day, which is this Sunday, Monday will be sort of an observed holiday for these two teams. So tell us more about Minnesota's tight end, TJ Hawkinson, who's coming off of a, a big game against the Bears and how he elevates the Vikings offense. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that's so great that it, on the tight National Tight End Weekend, we get George Kittle and TJ Hawkinson, two guys who know each other really well, tight end university. Like they really just kind of, I think, exemplify this position they can play their their run blocking might be second to the how well they can catch the ball and get out in open space but tj hawkinson's been such a great addition obviously the vikings signing him this offseason but i i will say that i'm still looking for tj to step up a little bit more he has had a couple of uh tough games where he's been targeted and there have been some dropped passes. Uh, in fact, he's he's only caught, well, heading into the Chicago game, he had only caught one of six contested catches. So I think that he is, you know, for him, this has kind of been, I wouldn't say a down year, but it's it's been a slow start for him and he's not used to that because, I mean, we saw what he did when he came over to the Vikings last season and I mean, he was in the building five days and they caught like he was out there making being the top receiver against the commanders. He had been in the building for like four days. So I think that there is um, there's going to be a game where he breaks off and he'll get that confidence back is what I think. You know, hope, hoping hoping it's this one, obviously, the sooner the better. Yeah. Leading Minnesota's offense is quarterback Kirk Cousins. How do you evaluate his performance so far this season? And how do you think he'll fare in this week seven matchup against the 49ers defense? Yeah, I think Kirk is playing a little bit safe sometimes. I really want to see him become a little bit more aggressive. And he's going to have to really figure out as the offense where they want to go without JJ. Um, I think Kirk is such a consistent player. He passes for 300 plus yards in most games. I think there's been a couple where the last, like there's been two this, actually it was the two wins, surprisingly enough. I think that he's not hit that 300 yard mark. So, um, you know, I think Kirk is always a solid guy. He's a good, consistent quarterback. He's also in a contract year trying to figure out what to do next. And so I think he just wants to lead this team and, um, and he's become more of a vocal leader now with Kevin O'Connell around. So I, I think that, he is going to definitely need to be alert because I think that that San Francisco 49ers defensive front is something else, right? Like having to face the Bucks already, you face the Eagles front, and all those defensive fronts are so good. And then here come the 49ers. So they have seen this before. And I think that 
it, it definitely didn't bode well the first couple of times. So this offensive line has a tall task ahead, but I think that with the addition of Dalton Reisner coming in for Ezra Cleveland, he played great on the snaps that he was in. He's someone that the Vikings signed midseason uh, so far. And uh, so I'm excited to see him maybe get into the mix because, like I said, that defensive front from 49ers might be the best that we've seen this season. And we've already faced the Bucks and the Eagles. It's going to be a really exciting primetime game coming up. And now that we've covered both sides of the ball, Tatum, which matchup between either position groups or players are you most looking forward to watching on Monday Night Football? I think it is that defensive front against our offensive line because I'm just very hesitant because of just how good the 49ers are. Uh, up front with Nick Bosa and even even Fred Warner is one of the best linebackers in the league. I think that that's going to be difficult to run the ball and the Vikings have had have had their struggles running the ball. Kevin O'Connell said this week, you know, I know that we are struggling running the ball, but maybe we be, maybe that just isn't going to be our thing. Maybe we need to pass more. You know, um, the run game will be a byproduct, which which is kind of what happened last season. But again, this is just going to be one of those games where I think the defense is going to have to keep the offense in this one. The Vikings have only won time of possession once this season, and that was against the Panthers in that win, which was still a very close game. So they need to be able to run the ball and control the the clock. I think what I said earlier about being better on the early downs, controlling the clock, and trying to stay consistent in the run game is going to be extremely important. However something's got to change, right? Like they've got to kind of find themselves in this game because the defense is going to face a tough test as well, but they've got to keep the offense in this one. Very exciting matchup to watch this Monday. Two very powerful defenses and two dynamic offenses are going head to head in Monday night football, but that will do it for today. Thank you so much Tatum for joining me in this update. Don't forget to follow first and 10 on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.